Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. What happened was Trent Reznor, Mm -hmm. I don't know that he bought the house, Mm -hmm. but he recorded the album, The Downward Spiral, inside of it. And he said the first night he was there, he recorded all night and found the whole thing terrifying. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show on the Rock School Radio Network. I'm Joe Burns. You are? I am Tammy Burns. And by the way, broadcasting from the campus, Southeastern Louisiana University. Hi, Todd. I know you're listening. Hey. He's always listening. Hey. He doesn't sleep. He just uh, up at night, rocking back and forth, turning a light on and off in succession. When you think of a band, a famous band, a band you've heard of, and you think, wow, they put out an album. Blatantly, they didn't do it on a cassette machine. Blatantly, they went to a large studio, rather expensive, yep, 48 track, lots of knobs, lots of blinking red lights, lots of money, brother. That's right, studio. Mm-hmm. I ran into this topic while looking for something else. This is what happens all the time. I hit this vein, and that then shoots me off on this trunk right. over there. And I ran into the fact that Beck's Odelay was recorded in a weird way, and we'll get to it in a little bit, but. You think these albums are all recorded on professional machinery. Now, look, I've got a a studio here, Uh and I could put together fairly decent songs, but when my buddies and I decide to record for real, we pay the money and go out to Studio in the Country. We go to JT Studios. We go somewhere like that because we believe the equipment is better and such. And it is. Well, it probably is. Oh, you know it is. Come on now. Better than what I got here. My question was, when I started getting in, to this was can you record a professional album on lesser equipment or at least an album that will be accepted by the public on lesser equipment and this is what I ran into one after another look I'm just going to start with this one just to give you the idea of where this thing the the direction of this show okay you know the group the gorillas I do ends in a z Mm -hmm. right it's basically David Alban and a bunch of other people he's the guy from blur Mm -hmm. he's also sort of Gorillas, and then he has other people with him. He's however, the man. however, he was on tour in America, going through the United States and Canada in 2010, and he recorded the Gorillas album, The Fall. And if you know the Gorillas, the album, The Fall, really doesn't fit with the other ones. Yeah, it, it, it's a virtual band. Uh huh. You know, so they can do whatever they want. It's like the Archie Sugar Sugar. It could be anybody singing it, right. just as long as you think it's Jughead and exactly. Archie and Betty and Veronica. The entire album, The Fall, was recorded on a tour bus on an iPad. That thing you have right down there by your leg. Wait, say that again? He recorded the entire album. Quote, he's talking to uh, NME. That's the 
the National Music Express. It's sort of a England's in equal to England, Rolling Stone. Right? Uh-huh. Yep. It says here he fell in love with his iPad in 2010. I understand well, that. Well, who, who does it? I know you did the same. He said, quote, I literally made the album on the road. I didn't write it before. I didn't prepare it. I just did it day by day. It's kind of a diary of my experience in America. Oh, my gosh. Everything's done by him. And it's on an iPad. What could it possibly sound like? Crappy. All right, here's Revolving Doors. It's Gorillas on Rock School. I know. If I hadn't told you previous to you listening to the song, would you have known that it was on anything other than, yeah. Now, when you listen to it and you know that, you kind of hear that the drums are... Yeah. So he probably had a little download that Programmed played drums. Or something, right? You got it. And uh-huh. I'm sure he had an interface, so he had a microphone and such. But the fact still remains, he recorded this thing on a tour bus on an iPad. How bored was he? <laughs> I'm sure it takes a little bit of keeping yourself sane, getting from place to place. Here's another one, Exile on Main Street. The, yeah, the Rolling Stones album. Wait, what? Yeah, you the would, Stones? Again, you would think, gotta go into a studio. Well, this was recorded when they were in political exile, actually financial exile in France. What they did is they rented a mansion and ran cables to a van outside yep. that had all the studio equipment. Yes, now, indeed. some people consider that a studio. I get it. It's not in a room that's built. I don't think so. I don't think so either. You know, you know the things about the thing about mansions, though. What's that? Oh, they're haunted. High ceilings. Oh, high ceilings. I guess that would give you more reverb. Absolutely. Flat walls. There's a guy named Emmett Rhodes who recorded his entire albums on a four-track recorder in his home. Mm-mm. That's it. That's it. You probably don't remember this, but there was a little cassette machine you could buy. Remember those little things that had like the buttons and I don't know, it was about a foot and a half long by eight inches wide. You put a single cassette into it. Yes, I do. You could buy one of those. Roland, I think, created it. I'm probably wrong about that. But you could get between four and eight tracks. It was Uh all on a cassette. Right. And it even had little pots and faders and such. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Absolutely. I I never bought one, but I always thought it was neat. Now, every time I do a show like this, mm-hmm. I have it in my head that there's an answer that the audience is sort of screaming at the radio as Which, soon as I give it. What is it? Well, Nebraska immediately came to my mind after I read this thing about gorillas. Nebraska came to my mind. Bruce Springsteen captured the entire album on one of those little four-track cassette tapes. According to him, it was a Porta Studio 144, if that means anything to anyone. They were supposed to be demos for the E Street Band so he could, you know, play it for them. In right. fact, apparently there was an early born in the USA on it. Uh-huh. 
And all of these, instead of them then being re-recorded and such, because of the feel of the album, because of what the album was talking about, it seemed like it should have been recorded on a cassette player yeah. in somebody's kitchen while they watch the corn die outside, knowing they won't make the bank loan. And it's a depressing album. There's nothing up with people about it. <sighs> But it sounds like it was recorded the way it was. I love it. And what's funny is even though it sounds like it was recorded crappily, Uh is that a word? Not really. But it fits. It works. It does what it's supposed to do. Talking about albums that weren't recorded in a studio in Nebraska. It's Boss on uh, Rock School. Standing on her front lawn, just a twirling. I, I did what I did, sir. I guess it's just a meanness in this world. Talking about albums that were recorded outside of the studio, uh, we talked about the Stones recording in a mansion. Here's yes. another one: Radiohead, OK Computer. It was uh, that's the one everyone knows by uh-huh. Radiohead, even if you're not a fan of them. The album was recorded at St. Catherine's Court, a rural 15th-century Tudor mansion near Bath, owned by actress and ex-James Bond girl Jane Seymour. No way. Apparently, she's making money uh, listing it out. I don't know that that's true. It could. Well, you know how Jane Seymour's making her real money, right? What is it? K Jewelers, I think it is. Every kiss begins with K. Man, we got to contact them now. Yeah, she's making those heart heart necklaces. Says here, the monastery was once a site. King Henry VIII kept his illegitimate daughter and is supposed to be haunted by a bunch of ghosts. Okay. Nice. I, I think that's funny. A bunch of ghosts, like they all can't get through the wall. I know, right? Through, like They're pushing the, each other. Like They're the fat. Three Stooges. Hello, hello, hello. The Black Keys have an album called Rubber Factory. Oh, that's a great name. Isn't huh? it great? Uh-huh. You know, it just seems to fit. It was recorded in a general tire rubber factory. No. Thus the name of it. It had been abandoned. And what they did is they went in there. They said the setting was not ideal and lots of this, that, probably what have you. But the room was so big, you went, hey, and this perfect reverb came back at you. So that's why it has that entire setup. And by the way, they also suggest that the recording console that was used to do it was purchased off of eBay. Just for fun, the building was demolished in 2010. But the Black Keys remain rubber factory here on Rock School. 
first break, where were we that we saw a small, and I mean small, maybe 150 people, concert hall in a cave? Mammoth. That was Mammoth Cave in Kentucky? Yeah. I remember specifically thinking the acoustics must be wonderful down here. And you remember I went into the seats and sort of yelled a few times to see how quickly the reverb would die and such. I wonder if anybody has recorded anything down there. Well, I think there are multiple caves that people, you know, record from. Mm-hmm. Well, you I've, have I've to seen be able it to, on TV. you got to be able to get the audience down there. That's the problem. I know. You can't have people going down too far. Right. Mammoth Cave is one of those you can just walk right into. Yep, They've set flat. it up nicely. It's right. flat. So you can do that. But I wonder, I, I guarantee you, Guy said they have mostly, as I remember, he said they have mostly classical music there, mm-hmm. which obviously sounds re- remarkably ethereal and such but i wonder if anybody's ever recorded an album there you know they have i wonder if a rock band got in there you know if that is that a rock school that might be bob dylan and his band has something called basement tapes you know the band the band has the album songs from big pink okay the basement tapes were recorded after bob dylan crashed his triumph motorcycle broke his leg that's Mm. that's why in um, American Pie, it says, with the jester on a sideline in a cast, it's yep. because after Highway 61 Revisited, he breaks his leg. The album, The Basement Tape, comes from Big Pink. At 56, Parnassus Lane, ladies and gentlemen, that was recorded down in the basement. He said, quote, it was really the way to do a recording, a peaceful, relaxed setting in somebody's basement with the windows open and a dog <laughs> lying on the floor. <laughs> I agree with him. I really do. I'll give you one more interesting one just to take a 180 degree turn from this one. Nine Inch Nails has an album called The Downward Spiral. Now, I think it's already out because we're recording some of these shows early. So by now, I think it's already out. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the uh, Quentin Tarantino film yes. about uh, Manson and such. It's not technically, but they're sort of the backdrop his of it. His ninth film, right? That's his ninth film, right. The Tate house mm-hmm. at 150 Silo Drive. Right. That's the first real large-scale killing of the Manson family. Sharon right. Tate, um, Folgers, I can't remember the other two people's names, but what happened was Trent Reznor, mm-hmm. I don't know that he bought the house, mm-hmm. but he recorded the album The Downward Spiral inside of it. And he said the first night he was there, he recorded all night and found the whole thing terrifying. One of the songs on the downward spiral is named Le Pig. Yes. If you remember on the front door of the Tate house, um, one of the Manson followers wrote the word pig Mm -hmm. in blood. Apparently, Trent Reznor still has that door because the CeeLo house is gone. You mean to tell me he went there after yes. all this happened? Yes. And recorded, recorded an, an album. album. Yes. Was it's he called, by himself? It's called a downward spiral. I doubt he was by himself all the time, oh but my I have gosh. I have no idea. I wouldn't do huh? it. I wouldn't You do really it. wouldn't? You wouldn't That's why we got married, isn't it? Because you wouldn't spend the night in a haunted mansion. This was the only way you could get into a sorority. Dude, I wouldn't spend the <laughs> night in a cave. You tried to get me to sleep in a cave and spend what, $600? Uh-huh. And yep. I said, "Not no, but no." It it included dinner. Who's listening to us? K R F Y in Sandpoint, Idaho. Back in a minute here on Rock School.
just in case the audience is interested, the cave that I'm talking about mm-hmm. or that we were talking about yeah. is off Route 66. We we toured the cave. I don't know why we like caves, but we toured the cave and right in the middle of sort of the little easy to walk around section was a bed and a TV and DVDs and things like that. For, like you said, $600, I think you could it was spend the, Grand the night. Grand Canyon Caverns, right? Was it? All right. Yeah. You could spend the night there. And they didn't have anybody booked for that night. I know. To which I said, look, I'll give you four or $500 or whatever I said. They I'll said give you no. That. They said no. I said, why? You have no one booked. It's why either not? money or no money. Yeah, that seemed dumb to me. They were I'm, not very good business people. I was trying. And, and I said, look, you can even skip the dinner. And the guy said, it's just hamburgers. <laughs> Look, I'll take it. You know what was so funny? What was that? That whole place looked like, remember, remember third grade? Yes. And your teacher pulling down all these slides and, yes. and showing you all these things? That's what it felt like. That's what it looked it like. It was awesome. Yep. Do you know who Chris Hadfield is? N- uh, no. Chris Hadfield is a Canadian astronaut. Wait, now, wait. Right. Wait, now, they um, have astronauts in Canada? Y- yes, they do. Now, uh, but Aww. they go really high. Eh? But hey. Chris, you, we're talking about albums that are recorded outside of a studio. Okay. He recorded an album in space, ladies and gentlemen, and has mm. a wonderful little sort of, it, 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 he may have recorded the vocal, but then somebody did put music behind it. He did uh, David Bodie's Space Oddity. Mm-hmm. Uh, a viral sensation in 2013 here it says however he has a lot of other songs that he personally recorded in space and to this moment it is the only album now other songs were sung in space yeah. as a matter of fact I, I think it's white christmas something like that was done in space because right? somebody smuggled a harmonica aboard but it's the only album that we know of Did he not that's recorded have anything in space. Better to do well, while he was, he was in space. Come on, he was up there for a hundred and something days at the International Space Station. You're being paid to be there. <laughs> do do research. Gro- Don't grow sing songs. Something. Grow Here's- beans. Grow something. And you know what? It's not terrible. From the album Space Sessions, songs from a tin can. Chris Hadfield here on Rock School. I wonder if she will reach for me now, alone in the night. Those arms held me close such a short time ago, holding so tight. Oh, everyone knows, so far away, and feel how it grows. It's the way of the world, I suppose I wonder if she is tasting it now Wine from the cup Does it flow on her lips And spread on her tongue And take her back up Far away, feel how it grows. It's the way of the world, I suppose. Oh, everyone knows. So far away, we 
is the way of our world, I suppose. There you go, Chris Hadfield. I like it. Not bad. I'm sure he just recorded the voice. I can't imagine he had any other equipment up there. Well, he had enough time. Right. He had to do something while sort of rotating around the earth. But I'm, I'm going to guess that they took the, the, the audio and cleaned it up, EQ'd it, Send and it compressed to earth. it. But the fact still remains written and sung in space. Like Mito it. Mosquito. How about this? London Town by Wings was recorded at Watermelon Bay in St. John's among the Virgin Islands. There's a studio there? Really? No. We've been there. What they did was charter a boat. No. And they parked it and recorded, it says here, much of the album in a makeshift studio on a charter boat. Oh my gosh. We have to stop now. It's time for the floor show and then the chocolate buffet. Ah. Let's do seven days and 70 seconds. I'm Joe Burns. You I are. I am Tammy Burns. These are the Rock and Roll Dates, July 29th through August 4th. Welcome to August. You got Monday, Tammy. Go. July 29th, 1966. Date Book Magazine publishes the John Lennon quote, we're more popular than Jesus. July 30, 2001, Marilyn Manson is arrested for grinding himself, that's in quotes, by the uh. way, on a security guard while performing during OzFest. Mm, July 31, 1969, Elvis Presley starts a 57-show residency in Las Vegas. You know what that means? Welcome the bedazzled cape. Uh, sorta. Yep, yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. August 1st, 1987, MTV Europe makes its debut six years after it started here in the U.S. And by the way, the first video was Money for Nothing by uh, Dire Straits. Wow. August 2nd, 1962, Robert Zimmerman legally changes his name, thank goodness, to Bob Dylan. And August 3rd, 1974, guitarist Jeff Skunk Baxter leaves Steely Dan, joins up with the Doobie Brothers. And then August 4th, 1984, the soundtrack to Rain begins a 22-week run at number one on the album yes, chart. Yes, yes, and yes. I love that album. Foo Fighters, Ooh, Wasting Light. Too. Uh-huh. Says here the Foo Fighters were attempting to get back to their roots, and this album was created, and I'm sure it was meant to be this metaphorical, where all struggling bands are born. They set up a makeshift studio in Dave Grohl's garage in nice. Encino, California. Nice. They did it all on analog equipment. Butch uh-huh. Vig produced it. Uh, it says here was their first number one album on the Billboard charts. Rope was one of the very few singles to have debuted at number one on the rock charts. I would have recorded every album since in my garage. You know what kind of garage the dude has, though, I know, right? I'm sure when he it's was going to be like yeah, pretty nice. Yeah, move the Ferraris so yeah. we can do the. There's a bathroom still, and a kitchen. Still magic in the air. Foo Fighters here on Rock School.
Okay, coming into the second break, just a little bit early to stay on time. Black Sabbath, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath. Uh huh. It was recorded in Clearwell Castle. It says here the Grade Two listed Gothic mansion in the Forest of Dean, Gloucester. <laughs> what makes it Grade Two? <sighs> I, I, there are no servants? I mean, I, I don't understand why we do is, that. Is grade one better? I don't know. Is grade three better and grade one is the worst? I don't know. You're the woodworker. What I, is it? What I, does it I, mean? I, I, I don't know. It says here, Tony Iommi said that in that building is where he received the inspiration for the rift of the title track, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. Cowboy Junkies. A lot of people who like them know the Trinity Sessions from 1988. The junkies build themselves as the Timmins family singers because they wanted to rent out one of Toronto's grander churches. And I guess they Aww. thought that if you sounded like up with people, yeah, they'll you had a better it. shot yeah. at it. Yeah. It says here they spent most of their meager recording budget on the church and some additional musicians. However, it appeared to have been a, make, a mistake because the real problem was finding the right placement for the single microphone that they were all gathered around. No way. Yeah, you're in a church. Sound is going to be... Yeah. microphone. Sound is going to be bouncing back at you from just about ever. Uh, now, look, I don't know this band. Uh, the band is called Iron and Wine, and the album is called The Creek Drank the Cradle. And it says here the first album from Sam Bean was made in his Miami, Florida home. He used a four-track tape recorder that he bought at a local store to capture the sound that he wanted. Who is listening to us here on the Rock School Show? Oh, that would be KPVL in Decorah, Iowa. Fantastic. Back in a minute here on Rock School. <laughs> Okay, coming out of the break, I have a couple that you need to know about. Yep. Songs of Pain by Daniel Johnston. Remember I said at the beginning I thought somebody might be screaming at the radio? Yeah. And I thought Nebraska would be the first one? Yes. This may also be the one that people were yelling at. Daniel Johnson was also the Daniel Johnson from the documentary The Devil and Daniel Johnson. Right. He had mental problems. However, he would stay in his parents' basement in West Virginia in 1981, record himself on a lo-fi machine, uh -huh. playing the piano and singing, or playing the organ and singing. Between the songs, there's even recordings of Johnson's mother screaming at him. Yes, yes. You know, and because apparently he was difficult to deal with. Well, um, and she was too. I'm sure. Worked at a McDonald's. He would hand it out or sell it there at the McDonald's. And Big it, crowd. It became popular because in, I think it's 1983, Kurt Cobain was seen wearing a t-shirt 
that featured the artwork from his album Hi How Are You. Yeah, it gets it doesn't get any more popular than yeah. that, does it? I'm going to give you another one here. You do tell it, me which one you want me to play. Deep Purple's Machine Head. Oh, I know this one. Hit right. it. Smoke on the Water, you know, Space Truck and Highway yep. Star, right? Easily their best-selling album. Well, they went to the Montreux Casino in Switzerland in order to record the album. Frank Zappa was playing, and somebody burnt the place to the ground. That's why it's called Smoke on the Water. Go figure. Right. So they had to leave. And what they did is they recorded the Rolling Stones Mobile Studio. Some crazy with a mobile. Uh, and they set up in a grand hotel on the edge of Montreux. Yeah. Here's the fun story, though. They took mattresses from the hotel. They took mattresses from other places and set them all around the room. To create sort of a dead space. Yes. It became so difficult to get out of the room. Right. That instead of hearing the playback or going in and listening. what Screw they Screw it, right? right? They they played their parts like three or four times mm -hmm. and then just took the best and mixed the album off of that. Exactly. Do you want to hear Daniel Johnston or do you want to hear Machine Head Deep Purple? I want to hear Daniel Johnston. I want to hear you one with it. his mom screaming in the background. <laughs> you got that? I do not. Aww. I simply have him singing. Now, don't expect high fidelity what if i scream if you'd like daniel johnson songs of pain here on rock school think of it uh, it's crazy by the way he's still performing no way yeah he's daniel johnston is still performing still performing he's still out there in fact he's only two years older than us Ooh. how about that peter gabriel recorded the album so 1985 at the ashcroft house in swainswick a 17th century manor in the northeast section of Bath in Somerset, England. It must take forever in England to address a letter. It must. To have all of those different things. Says here, he was inside of the mansion. The studio itself was put together in the barn outside, and it had two analog 24-track tape machines, and what they did was simply bounce between the two of them, and that's how we recorded you it back in You know he had such a great life. 
Oh, you know, and still does. He's still walking around. Oh, is he? I he's, thought he was dead. No, he's performing with Daniel Johnston. No, he's no. not. Oh. The first album by Boston, mm-hmm. which sounds amazing, mm-hmm. was recorded almost completely in Tom Schultz's Foxglove Studios. Well, that's got to be big and amazing and all that. No, yeah. it's uh, it's his basement. I'm not kidding. Except for the vocals, which were done by Brad Delp in Capitol Studios, Studio C, everything else was done in Schultz's basement. My goodness. Just to let you know, it's Boston on Rock School. I only have a couple more to talk to you about. Bon Iver has an album called For Emma Forever Ago. And the guy who put it together, Justin Vernon, went completely full-on Thoreau here. He put himself in an isolated cabin in Wisconsin with his music and his equipment and his instruments, and that's what came out. That's crazy. Doesn't it sound a little like Stephen King's Misery? Oh, it sounds a lot like that. Or yes. Shining. Yeah. Like this guy goes Gross. out to get some food, and uh, Kathy Bates shows up. But an album came out of it. I began the show by telling you that I found Bex Odelay. If you don't know what that is, you probably know the picture. It's got that dog that looks like a mop yeah. jumping over a hurdle. Yes, I Which do is know really that a neat picture. It says here he went to work with a couple of guys named the Dust Brothers. And what they did was all of their recording in their own home. They were using an older version of Pro Tools, which is a recording piece of software that they were able to purchase off of like eBay or something like that. Okay. It was slow. Beck found that when they had to work with samples and things like that, the computer would go up and go down. He worked with these guys because they were known for having worked with uh, Beastie Boys on Paul's Boutique. Uh, They were also with the film Fight Club. And believe it or not, Mbop by Hanson. No way. Go figure. And it came out of this old computer that decided not to run and had an Good. old version. It, it just goes to show you don't need millions of dollars to put together an amazing album. You've got to have, you got to be creative, right? I guess so. And you've got to decide that this is what it's going to sound like. And maybe not going into the studio like everyone else does mm-hmm. gives you that different sound and 
Yeah. Maybe we should go uh, record in the doghouse. How about that? That's not a bad idea. Cause it's I, small. I like lying down because <laughs> I can't stand up. So that'll do it. We'll finish up with Beck. You are? Tammy Burns. I'm Joe Burns, and that'll do it. Class is dismissed. Looking to the fruit of the ages She's alive